0: The 25th swing and miss for Lucas Giolito tonight. Two and two. Check swing. He did go strike three. Two outs to get. They sink up in a heartbeat. One and two. In the air. Right hand side. Adam Angle is there. Two down. And now the only man to reach base tonight for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Eric Gonzalez. Nobody's here to watch, but everyone at home has their hearts in their throats on 0-2 to right field. Adam Engel is there! A no-hitter! The 19th in White Sox history! Ah, yes, no-hitters are pretty darn special, and that's going to be the first thing that we talk about here on MLB Morning Coffee. Welcome in on a Wednesday morning. Greg Moraz, with you here from the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Thanks for coming along for the ride. I am glad that you are here. Hope that you write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. Helps out our metrics tremendously. Also, make sure that you tell a friend to tell another friend, to tell a third friend about the show. That's how we grow the product, and that's how we become what we wish to become, which is the greatest of all baseball podcasts. So the highlight straight off the top of the broadcast is Lucas Giolito's no-hitter. In the weird year of 2020, Lucas Giolito, the White Sox ace, throws a no-hitter, the 19th in the history of the franchise. He walks just one guy... He strikes out 13. The White Sox don't have any errors, so Giolito faces 28 guys, just one over the minimum. So he almost had a perfect game. His one walk was to Eric Gonzalez, the leadoff hitter. But, man, I got to tell you, Lucas Giolito is a guy that everybody talked about for years as being one of the next big things, and he gets traded from Washington to Chicago And everybody thought that Giolito was going to be good, never great. And he has a terrible 2018 with the White Sox. And people are starting to question how good he actually might be. But he comes back in 2019, has a great year, one of the top five starters in all of the American League. And then after a rough start to this year, he's gotten it back on track. And I'll say this. Lucas Giolito is as humble of a guy as they come. He is one of the most introspective guys that you will find, and he just seems like he's happy to be there. He's very analytical, and he's just a guy that it's pretty darn easy to root for. So let's get into the recap of the White Sox and the Pirates, and hey, why not? Let's just play that Giolito highlight off the top one more time. Nobody's here to watch. But everyone at home has their hearts in their throats. On 0-2 to right field, Adam Engel is there! A no-hitter, the 19th in White Sox history! White Sox beat the Pirates 4-0 thanks to the Giolito no-hitter. He is 3-2, again the line for him. No runs on no-hits. One walk and 13 strikeouts. Back-to-back starts for him with 13 Ks. The loss goes to Stephen Brault. He is 0-1. Four runs on five hits over three innings. Four walks and no strikeouts. White Sox scored all of their runs combined in the first three innings. In the bottom of the second, White Sox scored three. Adam Engel, an RBI groundout. Tim Anderson, an RBI single. And Eloy Jimenez, an RBI single bottom third James McCann with a sack fly to make it four nothing Chicago White Sox had 9 hits in the game obviously the Pirates had none Luis Robert goes 3 for 4 for Chicago Eloy Jimenez 2 for 4 in the ball game for the White Sox with an RBI James McCann the wizardly catcher that is always behind the plate whenever Lucas Giolito pitches he goes 1 for 2 with an RBI and a run scored also of note Tim Anderson 1 for 3 with an RBI. Of note, by the way, I know we said this off the top, the only base runner of the game was a walk to Eric Gonzalez, the leadoff man, and how fitting that since Giolito was only one over the minimum, he was the final batter of the ball game in this no-hitter. White Sox are 18 and 12, Pirates are 7 and 18. Let's get to the other big game in the AL Central, in Cleveland for the Indians and the Twins. Which team would keep pace with the charging White Sox? Lindor lift off deep right field. Kepler's back. He's out of room. It's out of here. It's a flow ball. Hit it out onto the tarp in right field. And Lindor, with a two run homer here in the sixth, has put the Indians on top three to two. And boy, is he jacked up. Francisco Lindor gives the Indians the lead for good with that home run in the bottom of the 6th inning. Cleveland doubles up Minnesota 4 to 2. Indians are 18 and 12, Twins are 20 and 11. So you've got the Indians, the White Sox, both within a game and a half of first place Minnesota. Shane Bieber gets the win. He is 6 and 0. Oh. He is the first pitcher in baseball to get to 6 wins. He goes 6 innings of two-run baseball. Four hits allowed, three walks and ten strikeouts. Jorge Alcala takes the loss out of the bullpen for Minnesota. He is one and one. Three runs on three hits in one inning of work, one walk and one strikeout. Brad Hand the save, his eighth of the year. He pitches a perfect ninth inning with one strikeout. Indians got their first run in the bottom of the first inning on a Carlos Santana RBI single. Twins got two in the top of the second on a Luis Arias double to tie the game and a Max Kepler single to give Minnesota the lead. However, bottom six, Francisco Lindor with a two-run homer, his fifth, to make it 3-2 Cleveland. And the Indians got a key insurance run thanks to a Tyler Naquin RBI double. Seven hits in the game for Cleveland, six for Minnesota. Indians were led by Jose Ramirez, who goes two for four with two runs scored. Francisco Lindor, one for four with two RBI and a run scored. Carlos Santana, one for three with an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Franmil Reyes goes two for four. Tyler Naquin, one for two with an RBI. For Minnesota, nobody had multiple hits. Miguel Sano goes one for two with two walks and a run scored. Luis Urias, one for four with an RBI and a run scored. We will now head back east. As we'll take you to a doubleheader between the Marlins and the Mets. 0-2. Oh and Bernie on his way safe, home, he kind of slid, and he's in there he safely. It. <laughs> the ball came loose from Sanchez, and Bernie steals all the way around. Spacious. There's something you don't see very often. A guy stealing home. That was John Birdie stealing home and stealing away the hope from the hearts of Mets fans. Marlins sweep the doubleheader with a pair of shutouts. Four-nothing in game one, three-nothing in game two. Marlins were the home team for game two. They were the road team for game one. The games were played at City Field in New York. Marlins are 14-11, Mets are 12-16. In Game One, Marlins win four to nothing. Richard Blyer gets the win. He is one and zero. Oh. Blyer comes on in relief and pitches just one third of an inning. Rick Porcello takes the loss. He is one and four. Four runs on five hits in three innings. No walks and four strikeouts. In game one, Miami scores three runs in the top of the second inning. Lewis Brinson with an RBI single, Miguel Rojas with a two-RBI single, and then top third, they make it 4 nothing thanks to a Lewin Diaz single. Marlins with six hits in the ballgame, Mets with eight. For Miami, Brian Anderson goes two for three with two runs scored. Lewin Diaz 1 for 3 with an RBI. Lewis Brinson goes 2 for 3 with an RBI and a run scored. Miguel Rojas 1 for 3 with 2 RBI. For the Mets, JD Davis 2 for 4. Michael Conforto 2 for 4. In game 2, the Marlins win 3 0. The winning pitcher, Josh Smith, he is 1 0. Smith goes two innings out of the bullpen, allows three hits, no runs, no walks, and one strikeout. The loss for New York goes to Jared Hughes. He is 0-1. Two runs in two-thirds of an inning, one walk and no strikeouts. Nick Vincent earns the save his second. He goes a perfect seventh inning. For Miami, they score two in the fourth inning on a two-RBI double from Brian Anderson, and their third run scores on the John Birdie steal of home. Marlins had just two hits in the ball game, Anderson and Corey Dickerson. Mets had four. Nobody had multiple hits for New York. We go south from New York to Washington for the Phillies and the Nationals. Goes down as a wild pitch. Fly ball right field. Eaton venturing back to the track, to the wall, and he can't get it. It's off the top of the wall, and it's gone. A home run for JT, a three-run shot with a little help. From the bounce off the top of the fence, a big bounce indeed. Phillies beat the Nationals eight to three at Nationals Park. Philadelphia is now eleven and fourteen. Washington eleven and sixteen. Jake Arietta with the win. He is two and three. He goes five innings of one-run baseball, three hits, one walk, and one strikeout. Eric Fetty takes the loss for Washington. He is one and two. Five innings of four-run baseball, seven hits, one walk, and one strikeout. Washington gets the first run of the game in the bottom of the first inning on a Trey Turner homer, his sixth. Phillies with four in the top of the third. Andrew McCutcheon ties the game with an RBI single. And then that call you just heard, J.T. Realmuto with a three-run homer, his ninth to make it 4-1 Philadelphia. Nationals get a run back on an Adam Eaton home run, his third, to make it 4-2 in the bottom of the sixth inning, but top seven Andrew McCutcheon, an RBI fielder's choice, to make it five to three or five to two, I should say. Alec Boehm with an RBI single, top of the eighth inning, six-two Phillies, and then top nine Gene Segura with a two RBI single, eight to two Philly at the time. Washington got a run in the bottom of the ninth, that did not mean much. Final score eight to three for Washington. Adam Eaton goes two for four with an RBI and a run scored. Drupal Cabrera goes two for four. Single hits for Trey Turner, who has an RBI and goes one for four. Victor Robles goes one for three. For the Phillies, who for some reason I gave their box score second, even though they won, Gene Segura goes three for five with two RBI. Andrew McCutcheon, one for four with two RBI and two runs scored. JT Realmuto one for five with three RBI and a run scored. Roman Quinn goes two for four with a run scored. Next stop, Buffalo, New York, for the Boston Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays. Cole ready, Devers ready, they lead all the way around. And he tags that one, hot shot down the line. That's gonna go all the way to the corner up against the fence. Jackie Bradley is in. Peraza coming around to score. And all the way down to third as three runs cross the plate is Raphael Devers and the Red Sox lead it 8-6. Throw me another slider. He was all over this slider. That Raphael Devers' bases-clearing triple, part of a six-run top of the sixth inning that turns a 6-3 Blue Jays lead into a 9-3 Red Sox lead. They would go on to win by a 9-7 score. Boston is 10-20. Toronto is 14-14. The winning pitcher, Phillips Valdez, he is 1-0 and for Boston. Out of the Red Sox bullpen, Valdez goes an inning and a third. Check that inning in two-thirds. No runs on one hit, one walk, and two strikeouts. Wilmer Font takes the loss for Toronto. He is 1-3. Four runs on three hits in a third of an inning, no walks and no strikeouts. Matt Barnes with his second save. One run on two hits in one inning, no walks and two strikeouts. Blue Jays scored four in the bottom of the first inning thanks to a Lourdes Gurriel two-RBI double and a Danny Jansen two-RBI single. Top second, Boston gets their first run on a Mitch Moreland RBI single, and then the Red Sox get it to one thanks to a Mitch Moreland double and a Jackie Bradley Jr. RBI single. Bottom four, Vlad Guerrero Jr. with a two-RBI single to extend the lead back to three. But top six, Jackie Bradley Jr. with an RBI single, then Alex Verdugo with an RBI single, 6-5 Red Sox trail at the time, then the Devers triple that scores all three, 8-6 Boston, and then J.D. Martinez with a sack fly. Taoscar Hernandez hit his 11th homer for Toronto in the ninth inning. That made it 9-7, but that was all. Each team with 13 hits in the ball game. Alex Verdugo, 2-for-5 with an RBI and a run scored. Rafael Devers, 2-for-5 with 3 RBI and a run scored. Xander Bolgatz, as they like to say up there, 3-for-5 with 2 runs scored. Mitch Moreland, 2-for-3 with 2 RBI, 2 walks, and 2 runs scored. Jackie Bradley Jr., or maybe I could do it Jerry Remy style, Jackie Bradley jo- – okay, I'm not going to try that. Jackie Bradley Jr. with two RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Can I just say Xander Bogarts one more time? Xander Bogarts. I like saying it like that. Oh, for Toronto, Randall Gritchick goes two for five with a run scored. Kevin Biggio, one for three with two runs and two walks. Lourdes Gurriel, one for four with two RBI and a walk. He also scores a run. Joe Panick, two for three. Danny Jansen, two for four with two RBI. Santiago Espinal goes three for four in the game for Toronto with one run scored. All right, enough with the accents. Let's head down to Florida for the Rays and the Orioles. Come off the back. Oh, a long one. Deep to lap, and that baby is out of here. Home run by Rufo. And boy, can he get a hold of a pitch. He got a hold of that one. Gonna to have to come off the bag anyway, and that would have been been on the lake. Here's Margot hitting one deep to left. That's got something on it, and that one is gone. Home run for Margot. Back to back, Renfro and Margot. Back to back homers from Hunter Renfro and Manuel Margot aid the Rays to a 4-2 victory over the Baltimore Orioles. Tampa 20 and 11. Baltimore falls to 14 and 15. Tyler Glasnow with the win. He is 1-1. One one. Glasnow strikes out 13 over seven innings, two runs allowed on five hits, just one walk. Tommy Malone takes the loss. He is 1-4. He allows four runs, two earned on four hits over five and a third innings, one walk and six strikeouts. Ed Garcia gets the save, his first. He goes the final two-thirds of an inning, no hits, no walks, and one strikeout. Orioles scored first thanks to a solo homer in the top of the first from Renato Nunez, his sixth. Then the bottom of the second, the back-to-back homers that you heard from Renfro, a two-run shot, his fifth. And Margot, a solo shot, his first. Top four, Ryan Mountcastle with an RBI single to cut the Baltimore deficit to one, but G-Man Choi with a key sacrifice fly in the bottom of the sixth inning to give the Rays the 4-2 lead. For Tampa, they had seven hits. Only player with multiple hits was Manuel Margot, who goes two for three with an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Hunter Renfro, one for four with two RBI and two runs scored. Single hits from Mike Brasso, Yandi Diaz, Willie Adamas, and Yoshi Tsutsugo. Baltimore had a pair of multi-hit performances from Renato Nunez, who goes two for four with a run scored and an RBI, and Hanser Alberto, who goes two for four with a run scored. Ryan Mountcastle goes one for three with an RBI and a walk. We will stay in the east for the Tigers and the Cubs. 2-1, Belton deep left, get out of here, see ya! Grand slam for Jonathan Scope, what a night for the Tigers! That Jonathan Scope grand slam caps off a big night for the Tigers. They go up 7-0 at that point. They hold on to win 7-1. Detroit is 12-16. Cubs are 18-11. Spencer Turnbull with the win. He is 3-2. Five and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball. Three hits, three walks, and five strikeouts. The loss goes to Tyler Chatwood. He is 2-2. Two and two. He lasts just an inning and a third. Two runs on three hits, five walks, and two strikeouts. Jose Quintana, by the way, made his season debut for the Cubs. He went three innings out of their bullpen, three runs on four hits, one walk, and three strikeouts. Tigers scored two in the bottom of the first inning thanks to a Miguel Cabrera RBI single and a Jacoby Jones sacrifice fly. Bottom six, Cameron Mabin with an RBI double before that grand slam, the seventh homer of the year, by Jonathan Scope. Lone Cubs run came in the top of the ninth inning. On a Wilson Contreras solo homer. It was the third of the year for Contreras. For Detroit, Jonathan Scope 1 for 4 with 4 RBI. Miguel Cabrera 2 for 4 with an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Jimere Candelario goes 2 for 4. Isaac Paredes goes 2 for 2 with two walks and a run scored. Victor Reyes goes 1 for 5 with a run scored. Cameron Mabin 1 for 2 with a walk in RBI and a run scored. For the Cubs, nobody had multiple hits. Their hits go to Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Wilson Contreras, who had the solo homer, and Jason Hayward. We will now head down to Texas for a little Texas two-step, a doubleheader between the Astros and the Angels. Angels up in game two here, 4-0. Luis Ranjipo rips one out toward left field, and that one is long gone. Big fly for the number nine hitter. His first home run, first RBI of the season, makes it 5-0. Angels and Astros split the doubleheader. Astros win the first game six to three. Angels win the second game twelve to five again, two seven inning ball games. Houston seventeen and fourteen. Angels are ten and twenty-two. In game one, the winning pitcher for Houston, Christian Javier, he is three and one. Three runs over five-and-two-thirds innings. Two walks, five strikeouts. He allowed just three hits. The loss goes to Jose Suarez. He is 0-2. He allows five runs in just one inning. Five hits, four walks, and two strikeouts. The save goes to Ryan Presley, his fourth. He pitches a scoreless seventh inning. Houston scores five of their six runs in the bottom of the first inning. A Uli Guriel two RBI single, a Josh Reddick RBI single, and a Jack Mayfield, two RBI single. Houston extends the lead to 6-0 thanks to a Guriel double in the bottom of the fourth inning. Top five, Angels get a pair, a Jason Castro single and a Brian Goodwin double. And then top of the sixth, Tommy Lastella hits a home run his fourth of the year to make it 6-3 in favor of Houston. Astros had six hits in the ballgame, Angels had four. Houston had a multi-hit game from Uli Guriel, who goes 2-3 for three with an RBI and a run scored. Jack Mayfield, 1-for-3 with 2 RBI. Jose Altuve, 1-for-2 with 2 runs scored and 2 walks. Angels had single hits from Tommy LaStella, Albert Pujols, Jason Castro, and Brian Goodwin. In Game 2, Felix Peña gets the win for Anaheim. He is 2-0. Peña goes one inning out of the bullpen in relief of Julio Teheran. He allows one run on two hits, one walk, and one strikeout. Brandon Belak takes the loss for Houston. He is 3-2. and two. He does not get out of the first inning. He allows four runs, three earned on three hits, walks three, doesn't strike out anybody. Angels score four in the top of the first inning. They score one in the fourth, one in the fifth, two in the sixth, and four in the seventh. Highlights offensively for them in a game. David Fletcher goes 3-for-5 with 2 RBI and 2 runs scored. Tyler Lastella, 1-for-3 with an RBI, 2 walks, and 2 runs scored. Mike Trout, 1-for-4 with 2 runs scored. Luis Renifo goes 1-for-3 with an RBI, a walk, and 2 runs scored. Brian Goodwin, 1-for-2 with 3 RBI, 2 walks, and a run scored. For Houston, multi-hit games for Kyle Tucker who goes 2-for-3. Uli Guriel, who goes two for three. Dustin Garneau has a one-for-two performance with an RBI, a walk, and two runs scored. We'll stay in the state of Texas for the A's and the Rangers. That's a base hit left field. Simeon's going to score. Grossman's going to score. Here comes Mark Canna, and this one is going to clear the bases. A three-run double for Piscotty and that makes it a five-run inning. That Piscotty double, part of a five-run seventh inning. A's beat up on the Rangers 10-3 down at Globe Life Field. Oakland, 21-10, Texas, 11-18. Sean Manaya gets the win. He is 2-2. Manaya goes five innings of three-run baseball. Just one of those runs earned. Six hits allowed, one walk, and three strikeouts. Check that. No walks, I should say. Kyle Gibson takes the loss for Texas. He is 1-3. Seven runs on six hits in six and a third innings, two walks and six strikeouts. Texas scored first in the bottom of the second inning on an Isaiah Kiner-Falefa RBI single. Then in the top of the third, the A's tie the game thanks to a wild pitch from Kyle Gibson. Matt Olson hits his 10th homer of the year, a two-run blast in the top of the fourth inning to make it 3-1 Oakland. Then Marcus Simeon hits his fifth homer of the year in the top of the fifth inning, also a two-run shot to make it 5-1 Oakland. Bottom five, Texas cuts the deficit in half thanks to a Nick Solak RBI single. That scores two runs. Top seven, though, A's busted open. Robbie Grossman, a bases loaded walk. Mark Hanna, a bases loaded hit by pitch. And Steven Piscotti, a bases clearing three RBI double. A's had eight hits in the game, as did the Rangers. Marcus Simeon goes 3-for-5 with two RBI and two runs scored. Matt Olson, 2-for-4 with two RBI. Steven Piscotty, 1-for-5 with three RBI. Mark Canna, 0-for-4, but he has an RBI and two runs scored. For the Rangers, Nick Solak goes 2-for-4 with two RBI. Isaiah kiner falefa 2 2-for-4 with an RBI and a run scored. Derek Dietrich goes 1-for-1 off the bench. We're almost done here on MLB Morning Coffee. Nope, we're not almost done. We still have a lot of games to go. Let's head to Milwaukee now for the Brewers and the Reds. And as a defensive replacement late last night. And there's a shot into right field. Castellanos going back, and that is off the wall. Hero will score. Smoke on his way to third. Throw into second is cut off. Run scoring double for Gamble, and we are tied. Brewers would take the lead later in the inning thanks to an Orlando Arcia RBI single. Brewers beat the Reds 3-2 at Miller Park. Brandon Woodruff with the win. He is 2-2. Woodruff goes six innings of two-run baseball, four hits allowed. One walk and eight strikeouts. Luis Castillo takes a loss for Cincinnati. He is 0-4, allows three runs, just one earned on five hits over six innings. He does walk four, strikes out nine. Josh Hader with the save, his seventh, a perfect ninth inning for him. All the runs came in the fourth inning. Reds scored two in the top of the fourth, thanks to a Mike Moustakas two RBI single in his return to Milwaukee. Brewers scored three in the bottom of the inning, thanks to a Justin Smoke fielder's choice and a throwing error by Joey Votto, Ben Gamble with an RBI double to tie the game, and Orlando Arcia with an RBI single to give them the lead. By the way, Ben Gamble tried to score on that play. He was thrown out at home, and in the top of the fifth inning, the Reds actually, and I've never seen this before, Ben Gamble had a 9-2 put out on a ball that was not caught. It was a ball that was hit to right field, could have been a base hit, and the runner was forced out at home on a bullet of a throw by Ben Gamble. Brewers are 13 and 15. Reds are 11 and 17. Just editorializing here for a moment. How disappointing have the Reds been? This is a team that I thought everybody was looking at and being like, they're going to be the new Kings of the NL Central. <clears throat> Wait till next year, Reds. Brewers had just five hits in the ball game. Reds had just four. Single hits for Milwaukee's Avacel Garcia, Christian Yelich, Keston Hura, Ben Gamel, and Orlando Arcia. For Cincinnati, their four hits came all single hits from Eugenio Suarez, Mike Moustakis, Freddie Galvis, and Mark Payton. We now move on to St. Louis for the Show Me Series, the Royals and the Cardinals. Breaking ball stayed up, and that's grounded into left field. Dozier rounds third, here's the throw from left, it's not in time, throw down to second, and Wong runs as hard as he can to get McBroom. That Ryan McBroom single in the top of the eighth inning is the difference as the Royals edge the Cardinals 5-4 at Busch Stadium. Royals are 12-18, Cardinals are 10-9, Josh Stomont picks up the win out of the bullpen, he is 1-1, Stomont, the hard-throwing righty, goes one scoreless inning, that was the seventh, no hits, two walks, two strikeouts. John Gant takes the loss, he is 0-1, one run on two hits in one inning, one walk and two strikeouts. Trevor Rosenthal with the save, his seventh, one scoreless inning, one hit, no walks and two strikeouts. This was a strange game because the Cardinals scored all four of their runs in the bottom of the third inning. The Royals scored single runs in five separate innings. Top second, Ryan McBroom with an RBI ground out to make it one-nothing Kansas City. Then Ryan O'Hearn with an RBI single top of the third, two-nothing Royals. Then bottom third, Tommy Edmond with an RBI ground rule double, two RBI, I should say, two two St. Louis at that point. Then a Brad Miller single to make it three to two, and a Paul DeYoung single to make it four to two. Top five Royals get to within a run thanks to a Whit Merrifield RBI single. Top six they tie the game on a Ryan O'Hearn homer, and then top eight Ryan McBroom with that RBI single that you just heard. For the Royals, the big stars of the game offensively were McBroom and O'Hearn. McBroom goes two for four with two RBI. O'Hearn goes three for four with two RBI and two runs scored. Hunter Dozier goes one for three with an RBI, or rather, a walk, and two runs scored. For St. Louis, Tommy Edmond goes one for four with two RBI and a run scored. Paul DeYoung, three for four with an RBI. Nobody else had multiple hits for St. Louis although Brad Miller does have an RBI despite going just one for four. Next stop, San Diego for the Mariners and the Padres. Driven deep to center field, number one this year for J.P. Crawford. That J.P. Crawford two-run homer, part of four separate two-run innings for the Mariners. They score two in the first, two in the second, two in the sixth, and two in the seventh. They beat San Diego eight to three. Seattle is twelve and nineteen. Padres are eighteen and thirteen. Marco Gonzalez with the win. He is three and two. Gonzalez goes five innings of three-run baseball, nine hits, no walks, and five strikeouts. Chris Paddock takes the loss for San Diego. He is two and three. Six runs on eight hits in five innings, one walk, and seven strikeouts. For Seattle, they score two in the top of the first on a Kyle Seager sac fly and an Evan White RBI single. That J.P. Crawford homer you just heard made it 4-0 top of the second. Padres get all three of their runs in the bottom of the third thanks to an Eric Hosmer two-run homer and a Ty France RBI double. Hosmer, sixth homer of the year, 4-3 Mariners at that point. Remains 4-3 until the top of the sixth inning. Austin Nola with a solo homer, his fifth. And then J.P. Crawford with an RBI double, 6-3 Mariners at that point. Top seven, Evan White comes up with another RBI single and Tim Lopes with an RBI single. 8-3 8 to 3 Mariners that is what the final score would be as well. For Seattle, JP Crawford 2 for 4 with 3 RBI and 2 runs scored. Austin Nola 3 for 5 with an RBI and 2 runs scored. Evan White 3 for 4 with 2 RBI, a walk and a run scored. For San Diego, Will Myers goes 2 for 4 with a run scored. Manny Machado goes 4 for 5 with a run scored. Eric Hosmer 1 for 5 with 2 RBI and 0 for 5 night, a very rare one. For Fernando Tatís Jr. Now down to the desert for the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. And this ball's crushed to left field, and this one is long gone. Garrett Hampson leads on one, his second home run of the season, and that puts the Rockies back in front three to two. Rockies would go on to win by a 5-4 score. Colorado back at five hundred, they are 15-15. Arizona falls to 13-18. Jairo Diaz with the win for Colorado, he is 1-1. The Rockies reliever pitches a scoreless seventh inning. The loss goes to Stefan Crichton. He is 2-1. He gives up two runs in a third of an inning, two hits, two walks, and no strikeouts. Daniel Bard with his third save. He gives up a run in the ninth inning on one hit, two walks, and two strikeouts. Colorado struck first blood with two runs in the top of the first inning thanks to a Nolan Arenado double and a Matt Kemp double. Bottom second. Homers from Christian Walker and John Jay, the third and first respectively, tie the game at two. That call that you just heard, Hampson's second homer makes it 3-2 Colorado, but bottom four, John Jay, a sack fly to tie the game at three. Top seven, Nolan Aronado with a go-ahead RBI double to make it 4-3, and then a passed ball by Carson Kelly makes it 5-3. David Peralta with an RBI single in the bottom of the ninth inning, but that is as close as Arizona could get. Nine hits apiece for each club. Trevor Story, 2-for-4 with two runs scored. Nolan Arenado, 2-for-5 with two RBI and two runs scored. Matt Kemp, 2-for-5 with an RBI. First baseman Josh Fuentes goes 2-for-5 as well for Colorado. For Arizona, a 2-for-4 performance from Christian Walker with an RBI and two runs scored. David Peralta goes 2-for-5 with an RBI. Starling Marte, 1-for-5 with a run scored. John Jay, one for three with two RBI. Nick Ahmed goes one for three with two walks in the game. Our final game on the docket, the Giants and the Dodgers from Oracle Park. This one took extras to finish, and once again, an unlikely hero ended the game for the Gigantes. High drive. sends everybody home and he will get the heroes welcome and the Giants have won their seventh straight so apologies for saving this game for last this was the final game to end last night and I gotta tell you I record some of the segments the night before I was so tired I that's why you're hearing this episode late today because I recorded a lot of these segments in the morning including this game Donovan Solano with a walk-off two-run homer to give the Giants a 10-8 win over the Dodgers in 11 innings. Giants are 15-16. They have somehow won seven in a row. Dodgers fall to 22-9. Sam Selman gets the win for San Francisco. He is 1-0. Selman pitches a third of an inning in the 11th. He allows one hit, no walks, and no strikeouts. Dennis Santana takes the loss for L.A., he is 1-2, three runs, two earned, over two-thirds of an inning, two hits allowed, no walks, and one strikeout. By the way, in the most Gabe Kapler way possible, even in 11 innings, the Giants used 10 different pitchers. Oh my God, that is so Gabe Kapler. But anyway, let's just give you a recap of the ninth inning on... So the Giants and Dodgers trade three run innings in the first. Dodgers score three in the top of the third to make it 6-3. Giants score a run in the fifth and a run in the seventh. So it's 6-5 going into the bottom of the ninth, and Brandon Belt hits a game-tying solo shot, his fifth homer, to make it a 6-6 ball game. Top ten, a passed ball by Joey Bart brings home Justin Turner, the go-ahead run, to make it 7-6 L.A., Bottom 10, Mauricio Dubon with an RBI single to make it a 7-7 ball game, and we go to the 11th. Dodgers go back up 8-7 thanks to a Justin Turner RBI single. Giants tie the game at 8 thanks to an Evan Longoria single, and then Donovan Solano hits his second homer of the year to make it a 10-8 ball game, and that was all. Giants had 14 hits, Dodgers with 12. For San Francisco, Brandon Belt. This Brandon Belt, who has all of a sudden caught fire, he went 4-for-5 with 5 RBI and 2 runs scored. Evan Longoria goes 4-for-5 with 4 runs scored, an RBI and a walk. Brandon Crawford goes 3-for-5. So the Giants veterans are starting to show up a little bit. Donovan Solano goes 1-for-6 with his 2-run homer, 2 RBI and a run scored. Mauricio Dubon, by the way, 1-for-4 with an RBI. For the Dodgers... Justin Turner goes four for six with an RBI and three runs scored. Corey Seager, two for six with two runs scored and an RBI. Max Muncy, one for four with three RBI. That came on his eighth homer of the year. Corey Seager also hit his eighth homer of the year. Brandon Belt hit two homers for the Giants. Donovan Solano hit one. That is it for the recap of Tuesday, August 25th. Let's take a quick look at today's ball games. Who cares? Let's check it out. Check it out. So in a game that's probably already started as you're listening to this, the eighteen and twelve White Sox, fresh off of the Lucas Giolito No Hitter, will host the seven and eighteen Pirates at one ten Central Time at Guaranteed Rate Field. Trevor Williams for Pittsburgh. He is one and four with a three seven ERA. Dallas Keuchel for the White Sox, four and two with a two six five ERA. Yankees and Braves were rained out yesterday, so they'll play a doubleheader today starting at four ten Eastern. Yankees are 16-9. Braves are 16-12. Garrett Cole goes for New York in Game 1. He is 4-0 with a two seven five 5 ERA, making his season debut Ian Anderson for Atlanta. In Game 2, it'll be Masahiro Tanaka 0-1 with a 4-6 ERA. Max Freed for Atlanta. He's 4-0 with a 132 earned run average. 6:05 Eastern Time in Washington. 11 and 14 Phillies at the 11 and 16 Nationals. It'll be Aaron Nola for Philly, 2-2 with a 3.10 ERA. Patrick Corbin for Washington, 2-2 with a 3.99 ERA. 6:37 Eastern Time start in Buffalo, New York. 10 and 20 Red Sox at the 14 and 14 Blue Jays. Toronto has yet to announce a starter. It'll be Colton Brewer for Boston, 0-1 with a 3.5 ERA. 6:40 Eastern Time in Tampa Bay, 14 and 15 Orioles at the 20 and 11 Rays. Asher Wojciechowski for Baltimore. He is 1 3 with a 4.84 ERA. Garrett Richards, check that. Trevor Richards for Tampa. No record of 5.94 ERA. 7:10 Eastern Time in Detroit. 18 11 Cubs at the 12 and 16 Tigers. John Lester for Chicago, 2 1 with a 5.06 ERA. Michael Fulmer for Detroit, no record at 9.53 earned run average. 7 10 Eastern Time in Cleveland, 20 11 Twins at the 18 12 Indians. Jose Barrios for Minnesota, 2 3 with a 4.75 ERA. And hey, look who's back, Snoochie Boochies! Mike Clevenger is back for the Indians. He is one and one with a 3.24 ERA. 7:10 Eastern Time. Marlins are at the Mets. 14-11 is Miami. 12 and 16 is New York. Eliezer Hernandez for Miami, one and zero with a 2.29 ERA. Jacob Degrom for New York, two zero with a 1.93. 8:05 Eastern Time. 7:05 Central Time in Texas. 21 and 10 A's at the 11 and 18 Rangers. Mike fires for Oakland three and one with a five eight one ERA. Colby Allard for Texas zero two with a seven eight two ERA. Seven ten Central Time in Milwaukee eleven and seventeen Reds at the thirteen and fifteen Brewers. Sonny Gray for Cincinnati four and one with a two twenty one ERA. Adrian Hauser for Milwaukee one and two with a three seven two earned run average. Central Time in St. Louis, 12-18 Royals at the 10-9 Cardinals. Jake Junis for Kansas City, no record, an ERA of four. Dakota Hudson for St. Louis, 0-2 with a 3-4-6 ERA. 6.10 Pacific Time in San Diego, the 12-19 Mariners at the 18-13 Padres. Taiwan Walker for Seattle, 2-2 with an ERA of four. Denilson LeMay for San Diego, 2-1 with a 1-8-9 ERA. 6.40 Pacific Time in the desert. 15 and 15 Rockies at the 13 and 18 Diamondbacks. John Gray for Colorado, 1 and 3, with a 623 ERA. Robbie Ray for Arizona, 1 and 3, with an 833 earned run average. 645 in San Francisco, 22 and 9 Dodgers at the 15 and 16 Giants. Clayton Kershaw for LA, 3 and 1 with a 225 ERA. Kevin Gaussman for San Francisco, he is 1-1 one one with a four six five earned run average. And finally, the Angels and the Astros, they were supposed to play at 12-10 today, but Storms in Houston, they're deciding to just make that game up on September 5th. So that's it here on MLB Morning Coffee. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you in the AF.